Raise your hand if you've ever tried to skirt the issue in your life that you knew was causing problems because, well, you know, owning our own stuff is hard work. And let's face it, it's easier to go looking for reasons that we are where we are that are outside of ourselves. My guest today did exactly that until she was confronted by some questions that caused her to be, as she described it, gut-wrenchingly honest. Answering those questions set her on a path that has led her to where she is today. And believe me, this is a story that has the potential to make you take a second look at how honest you're being with yourself. You're going to feel the positive energy from Tasha McDonald, and you'll be challenged by it in the best way possible. Hey, I'm Amy Barge, your personal growth environment specialist, and my passion is to help you go from living by default, doing without thinking, to living by design, by growing on purpose. Now, if you're wondering, okay, what does that look like really? I'm here to be your tour guide. Because as someone who has survived the three big D's, death of my parents, a painful divorce, and being downsized from two different jobs, I've discovered some insanely practical tips that have helped to keep the gremlin of fear and doubt from taking up rental space on my mental couch. I don't know the exact words your gremlin may be telling you, but I do know this. You're smarter than you think, and you're more resilient than you know. And you're absolutely in the right place if you're ready to give your mindset muscles a workout and get growing. Welcome to the Growing with Amy podcast. Tasha, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Amy. Thank you so So, much. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. You know, I'm smiling thinking about how we met at the Maxwell conference in August. We ended up sitting next to each other at one of those alumni sessions. And I remember in that particular session, there was this exercise where we spent several minutes talking with the person next to us and Tasha, you were my person. So after that (laughs) brief interaction, I just knew I wanted to know more about you and your story of personal growth and how that's brought you to what you're doing today. So before we go right to the personal growth story, Tell us a little bit about you. Absolutely. So I am Tasha McDonald and I live in Montgomery, Alabama. And my claim to fame, Amy, is I am a woman who is an overcomer and I am just, I love resiliency, right? Um, I have one daughter from a previous marriage who is 17 years old right now. And I just love all things growth. And I am an avid reader who loves just to soak up wisdom, but also love to pour it out to others. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm very interested. I know we're going to get to hear hear more about you being an overcomer. Uh, So maybe we'll, I don't know, that might come up right here. Let's just start with where you kind of got started in, you know, paying attention to this personal growth journey. What's that been like for you? Yeah. So for me, it was being an entrepreneur full time. Amy, I hit a wall. I had another business prior to this one where I was a court reporting business, provided captioning for deaf and hard of hearing people. And I was doing great in business, but my personal life sucked. (laughs) You know, Um, there was a huge disconnect. And for me, 
I reached outside of myself, outside of my circle for help. And I ended up going to a counselor who ended up being a life coach as well. She counseled me in the beginning and then it turned into life coaching. And that was my introduction into this world of personal growth. Wow. That is interesting. Before that, like, what was your awareness about personal growth? Well, I am a woman of faith, so I've been in church. And so for me, my awareness was when things go wrong, just pray about it, you know, just, you know, pray about it or, you know, whatever. And I'm not knocking that. I'm a big believer in that. I I think it's necessary and all of that. But I just felt like there was more. I felt like I was hitting this wall. And every time somebody would say, just pray about it, just trust God, I want to scream out and say, I'm trying. (laughs) You know, um, but I just felt like there were more resources or something that was there that that I needed help with. And I believe, you know, being a person of faith, I believe that God connects us with resources. And so that's, again, meeting this lady was a game changer for me. Wow. Okay. so tell us what happened next. You met her. And then how did that change what you were doing? Yeah. So again, um, in the counseling session, she basically held up this invisible mirror and she asked me the question, who is Tasha? I couldn't answer her. All I wanted to talk about was everything that everybody else was doing that was going wrong. And she asked me this question. She said, well, Tasha, let me ask you this. If they all were to get themselves together and things would go good, what would you do or how would that change your you know, world? And she put the responsibility back on me. You know, I had to come out of victim mode and she started asking me these questions, which that's where it went from counseling to life coaching, because um, she asked me these questions that I literally could not look at anybody else. I had to look at me and I realized I didn't have the answers. I was so fixated on other people that I forgot to take responsibility for my own life. And so she gave me things to read. She encouraged me to journal. And in those things, you know, the self-reflecting time, it really, she, she guided me through the process of just discovering who is Tasha. She helped me to get to a place where I realized, okay, and this was a six month journey. I got to a place where I realized halfway through, I said, you know what? I'm here for a reason. I'm here on purpose. She helped me to discover what my purpose was. And a lot of it was wrapped up in the mess that I had, where as I was getting healed in that, as I was growing in that, part of my purpose and responsibility was to pay it forward. And that's when I really just went headstrong into this personal growth journey for myself first. And then it just kind of evolved where I started doing it for others through coaching, through speaking, through blogs, through books that I've written. Um, it really was one of those things where, you know what, we all have a part to play in our growth. That's the personal part of it. And she helped me on this journey. And I'm saying it in these few minutes, but it definitely was a process for sure. I love it that you mentioned the word process because it can be easy for people to think, oh, you just read a couple of books and there you go. And it's more than that. So much more. Oh, yeah. So as I'm listening to what you just said, how she really wanted you to look inside yourself and that you didn't have the answers when you first looked. It was this, oh, my but the responsibility was then on yeah. you 
Yeah. It made me mad at first when she was asking me these questions because I was like, wait, we're not supposed to be talking about me. <laughs> and that's, here I that's was <laughs> as an entrepreneur, somebody who is like um, an influence in the community. I I so wanted to blame other people for my for my misery, for my unhappiness, for for me feeling like I should be further along. I wanted it to be about everybody else, but she didn't let me. And so and she was very gentle but firm, you know. And she never let me escape the questions, you know. And that's the power of coaching, right? As you and I both know, is mm -hmm. the questions cause us to look inward, and so. Um, she even asked me questions about my faith. You know, she'd say like, how are you and God? And I would have to, every question she asked me, I'd have to be honest, like gut-wrenching honest. And when she asked me that question about how's your relationship with God? I said, I'm not talking to him. Like next. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but I realized in that looking back, there was power in the honesty. You know, wow. um, when you're honest about where you are in the moment, you don't try to hide it. You don't try to numb it. When you're honest, that's where true healing and true growth can come forth because you're allowing yourself to go through the process instead of trying to abort the process or try and skip the process. There's like we're saying there's steps to this. It made me have to go through the steps and I'm still on the journey like we all are on a journey somewhere we're just some are further along than others you know oh my gosh yes so true and i love what you said about when you get to that place where you really do have to be honest and that in that that's where the truth comes out that's where the healing starts i mean that's big because it's really easy to put the little mask on like it's all good but it's not good oh, yeah I mean, and I, yeah i'm sorry no, no no go ahead i was just gonna say i had layers of mask you know and in those private sessions with her now we were on the phone because here's the thing my pride wouldn't let me even go sit in front of somebody and talk to them Interesting. <laughs> so we, we did all on the phone and this was before the age of zoom and, and what we're doing right now but um she would ask me again questions and when i say i had layers of mask on it was like my my um i would just say the word shame of who i was guilt of things that were unresolved unforgiveness all of these different things that i just hadn't dealt with it caused me to be a performance-based person. Mm -hmm. So being in business, it was easy for me to say, yep, I want to hit six figures or I want to do this. And I did, but that's where the disconnect came from because I built it on a faulty foundation. Wow. And when you realize that, mm -hmm. like, give us the timeline that happened before all of this or after all of this? It was during, it was during, it, you know how you hear the term, the messy middle? Oh yeah, I talk about it <laughs> um, all the time. Yeah, the thing about it is um, because I had these unresolved issues and I started a business, 
I fixated on performance. And so my first year in my court reporting business, I said, I'm going to hit six figures. And I did. But what happened is as I started making the money, that's when the exposure came. And what I mean by this is the money exposed me. The money exposed me because I didn't have a healthy, when I say a healthy life, I didn't have healthy emotions. I didn't have healthy boundaries. I didn't have that personal growth insight to be self-aware or others aware. I was so fixated on the prize. And what happened is I went from hitting that six figures to all of a sudden, and I was in a marriage at that time that was not healthy either. Um, I went from six figures to bankruptcy, literally, literally. Wow. And here's the thing. It wasn't because I wasn't making money. That's what people don't understand. Sometimes people think you go into bankruptcy because you don't have enough money. It was the mismanagement of it because there was nothing healthy about this foundation that, I mean, there was no foundation in the first place, right? So that's what I mean when I say that, I'm gonna use the word self-sabotage. It was like, I had these dreams, I had these goals, I had this performance, this drive, but I was self-sabotaging because I didn't have the personal growth principles in place like what you and I know now. Wow, what, what a powerful story. So you, you go through this, you, you end up bankrupt, and now you find yourself yep. in this process of really having to look on the inside and say, wait a minute, I love it. You said she asked you who is Tasha and you couldn't answer it. So I, I couldn't. I, so yeah, so you, what happened somehow was, you came out. Yeah, I was going to say, tell us, you came out the other side somehow. What happened? Yeah. So what happened was, um, again, in the marriage, in bankruptcy, um, here's the crazy part. The business was always a constant um, in all of this. But what happened was I got to a place where it was like I was imploding. You know, I would go out into the community and I would do business and I would attend the networking events and I'd have the plastic smile on my face, but then I'd go home and cry myself to sleep at night. Um, just miserable. And I was doing things just to numb myself, you know, like too much, like instead of like a glass of wine, it may have been a bottle of wine. You know, it was just so many different things that I was doing just to not feel right. Mm. And um, so with the help of the counselor slash life coach, she helped me to walk this out. So instead of numbing myself, she helped me to talk it out. She helped me to journal. She helped me to um, literally learn how to answer the question of who is Tasha? What do you want? What would success look like for you if you were whole? You know, all of those different things she would ask me. And she literally, we met every other week for six months and she walked me through the process. And there's something powerful about that because as as we were going through this journey of our sessions of journaling, I would even start to go outside and just go for a walk. You know, I would do things just to connect again, you know, with the right things, you know, mm -hmm. and I would say halfway through those sessions with her, I started to feel alive. I started to feel hopeful. I started to feel like I had purpose and I started taking responsibility. My husband at the time, I stopped fixating on him. I started looking at me. What's my part? 
You know, what's my part in the the finances, you know, because it takes two people in a marriage for it to work or for it not to work. Right. Right. And so I started looking at all of those different things and taking responsibility meant, you know what, I've got to make better decisions. Now, fast forward, um, I did end up going through a divorce, but I will say this, Amy, it was a seven year process to come to that decision. It was not oh. overnight. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I hear people say like when it comes to divorce, so oh, people throw in a towel too quickly or they, you know, this, there's a lot of things which we don't have to go into that, but there's a lot of um, things that went into that decision and it was not overnight, you know, but part of that process was even making the decision, owning the decision and being okay with the failure because what I'm learning, um, and we t- we're going to talk about this, that failure is not final if you are willing to learn the lessons. And even going through the divorce process, I still to this day can sit here and say, I don't have any bitterness in my heart. I don't have any unforgiveness. I literally can say, you know what? I know what my part in that process was and I'm willing to know better so I can do better. Oh, okay. So many things that you just said right there. One being making the decision, owning the decision, and then being okay with something that was perceived as a failure. That's huge. And those are three very different parts of that process. Yeah, yeah. So go yeah. ahead. Tell us, tell us more about, the, tell us more about the failure thing. No. And I say that because everybody <laughs> has those things in their life where it's like, well, I really goofed that up. And how do you then embrace that and say, well, however you said it, failure doesn't have to be the end of it. You said it better than I just said it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of reflection, um, self-reflection that I've had to do um sitting on the other side and and that divorce is it's been three years you know since i've been divorced but sitting on the other side of this i can now look back because of the help with counselors with coaches with a support circle i can't sit here and take all the credit and say i did this on my own because i read a book right right (laughs) (laughs) but um because of um looking back i can honestly say that parts of me can say was it even healthy in the in the first place you know like who that version of me that that went into that relationship she she wasn't whole she wasn't healthy and so she made decisions based on where she was right mm-hmm. and when you when you go through a process of what we're talking about of learning yourself healing growing you become a different person you evolve right mm-hmm. and so that's why i say i can look back and i can say you know what I can see my part in this. I can see where I missed it. I can see why things didn't work out. I have to go back to the beginning, you know? Mm -hmm. And part of the uncomfortableness of it is when you make decisions like what we're talking about, they're life-changing and life-altering. And you have other people that are involved, you know? Um, Besides the ex, it was friends you know, that knew that version of you, right? You know, there were family members who knew that version of you. And now the uncomfortable part of all of this is how do you live past people's expectations? Wow. 
And that is a beautiful way of stating it because they see you in this one way. You've now evolved and changed and grown. And yet they may still look at you and try to see you in that same box you were in. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a saying that says, um, and I may butcher this, but I'm going to try it anyway. (laughs) But when you change yourself, it will cost you everything, you know, and part of, have you ever heard that before or some version? No, but I love that. Yeah. It will cost you everything. Now I'm not saying, let me be very crystal clear on this. I'm not saying that change has to end in divorce. I'm not saying that I am a a fan of marriage, hope to be married again one day. I am pro marriage. Right. So I'm not out here advocating for, oh, just go get a divorce and your world will be better. I'm not saying right. that at all. You have to know, and, and it's not necessary to go into the details, but every story is different. Every yeah. outcome is different. You have to get to a place where you know what does your life look like and what's required of you because your situation may be, and I'm saying this for anybody listening, where you have to stay in fights, you know? Right. So again, this is personal for everybody. That just happened to be my story, you know, and I take full ownership of that for sure and responsibility. So part of personal growth is getting to the point where you understand what is your purpose and me being a person of faith, what does God want for you? What is he telling you to do? Mm-hmm. And what did you sense was that nudge after you went through all of this, that his His new purpose for the new you, what was that? Um, are you asking what made me to go in that direction? Yeah. So um, I think the the thing the, that was like, okay, this is it during the middle of the pandemic. When the pandemic happened, I realized, okay, this was a seven-year process and there was layers to my growth journey. But during the pandemic, when the whole world shut down, there was nowhere to run to. There was right. um, nowhere to hide. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, a lot of people can relate to this. You literally had to sit there and face life. Like, this is me. This is my life. And I remember um, I'd be in the shower many days just crying and saying, God, is this it? Like, is this all that my life has come to? You know, surely this is, this is not everything, you know? And I, I went to counseling. I went to another counseling using a resource called BetterHelp because, you know, the world was shut down. So everything was virtual. Yes. And we just started talking through some processes again. And I was very proud of the person that I was becoming. But Uh there still were some, you know, and I remember this counselor asked me, here we go with questions again. She said, Tasha, what do you stand for? And I said, I stand for truth. Now you have to understand, Amy, I was out here writing books, speaking, coaching, training, and there were versions of the story that I couldn't tell because it wasn't mine to tell, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So when I said, I stand for truth, she said, do you have truth in every area of your life? Now, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Whoa, yes, it is. And again, you can't run from this. You can't hide it. You have to face it. And so what came out of my mouth is I have truth in every area but my marriage. 
And she said, what are you going to do about it? She never told me what to do, Mm -hmm. but she counseled me through and asked me more questions that I won't go into, but Mm -hmm. she asked me more questions and she gave me some homework. And what happened was I got to a place where I said, you know what? It's time. And when I made the decision, this is why I say you have to know yourself. You have to know your life. There was a peace Mm. that I had. And what followed the piece was the steps forward. And it was A, B, C. I knew what to do. I knew how to do it. And what happened was everything that I needed was there for me. The provision, the clarity, um, the way forward. And I have a daughter, you know, um, and even sitting down and having the conversation, we both sat down with her. She said, oh, I already knew that. She was like, I was just waiting on y'all to tell me. Kids are so perceptive. Yeah. So, and that was my biggest, like, she was my biggest concern. Mm -hmm. But even with the way she answered that, there was peace. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you said at the very beginning, you described yourself as an overcomer. I'm just Mm -hmm. curious how much of what you just told us is where that comes from. Yeah. So it didn't start with the marriage. It didn't end with the divorce. You know, Um, I have been someone who all my life, I feel like I have been fighting for identity. I have been fighting for my, for feeling like I'm worthy, feeling like I am secure in myself. Um, There's a lot of mistakes that I've made even prior to marriage, you know, and I allowed shame to to be my identity. You know, I allowed mm. guilt to be my identity for years. And again, this was pre-marriage. I got married with with uh, mask on. I got married with with um, baggage. You know, mm-hmm. that was unresolved, and the marriage didn't fix it. You know, the marriage only exposed that too. You know, so being an overcomer, the way I feel about myself now is it doesn't matter what has come against me. And let me tell you, it has felt like hell, <laughs> you know, but it no. doesn't matter what is against me. What I sit here and know right now is that if I can make it through that, I can make it through anything. And me being an overcomer means I didn't just survive. I didn't just barely get by. I overcame and I sit here with resilience to know that not not only did I go through that and I'm still on a journey, but I'm here to help other people who want to live. Oh, wow. That is so, so beautiful that you didn't just survive because that can be the place that people go to. I'm just hanging on. But that's not you and that it's created this resilience and now that you're helping other people. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I discovered my purpose because when I was going through with that first counselor slash life coach, I told her, I said, I feel alive. I said, I feel like I'm supposed to pay this forward. And I have a special heart, a place in my heart for leaders because I was the leader in business, in the community who, and in the church. And I was out there um, 
out front, but then hanging on by a thread. And I'm like, it's not supposed to be like that. We're not supposed to be there for everybody else and then lose ourselves in the process. Exactly. If anything, it should be a reverse. We're, we're supposed to lead from the overflow of what's happening in us. And so that's my passion and that's my mission now. And that's why I'm so um, just excited about leaders because I'm like, hey, you don't have to walk around feeling like you've been forgotten. Or walk around with that mask on that is so exhausting to wear. And yet we people, I mean, we've all, we have all done it, but oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. There's such a much, a much better way to be living this yeah. life. Oh, I, I feel yeah. your passion just in your voice. And I have the advantage of being able to see your beautiful face as you're talking about it. So I wish you all could see this smile. That's like a million dollar smile for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so great. All right. So let me ask you this. Why do you think people won't prioritize their personal growth? I mean, you've given us these amazing examples of what has happened and how you've transformed yourself. And yet many people, when they hear personal growth, they think it's woo-woo or they don't know what to do or they just won't do it. So what's your thought about that? Yeah, um, I heard Dr. Maxwell say this recently. Um, I think it might have been either Live to Lead or the International Maxwell Conference. I don't remember. <laughs> but one thing is we always revert back to what's familiar. When, when we are afraid, when we're uncertain, when we're anxious, it's the fear of the unknown. And if given a choice between what I already know and the possibility of something new, most people will always go back to what's familiar to them and therefore will willingly stay stuck or willingly fight for their limitations versus going the path of the least traveled, facing the uncomfortableness, facing the fear of what will people think and all that to get to the other side. It's not easy and it does not feel good all the time, but it is so worth it. But if you don't know what you don't know, you'll go back to what you do. You nailed it right there. If you don't know what you don't know, you'll go back to what you do. And that, and, and I, the words that you used when you said we will fight or they, whoever will fight for their limitations, they'll do that before they will fight for their growth of the possibility that there could be something more and better. Yep. Yep. And when people look at me now, this has happened more often than not. I will be in the grocery store or Costco or someplace and people who haven't seen me in a while, they'll say, you look different. Wow. Somebody just last week said, I've never seen this Tasha before. And what happens is they'll look at where I am now and think, oh, she makes it look easy. Or they'll say, especially, and I don't know why this happens. I have women come to me and all of us, they know I'm divorced. And they'll be like, yeah, my husband's getting on my nerves too. And I'll be like, hold up, wait, <laughs> wait, I'm not advocating this. You don't know the price that I had to go through to get here. You don't know the process or the steps that I'm taking. Don't look at me and think, oh, I want what she has because it looks easy. No, we all have to go through something to get to the other side. 
And here's the thing. Sometimes the other side might be stay and fight. Yes. Absolutely. Well, and how, how amazing and wonderful and true that when people see you, they can tell there's a difference and they may not be able to put their finger on it. That to me is such a beautiful example of what it means when you start to become something new. It's a sense yeah. that you have about yourself and that other people have about you. And that happens when you are personally growing. I love it. You're like, you're like the poster child for what I talk about all the time. I knew this was going to be great. Oh my gosh. I love it. All right. So let me ask you, let me ask you this. Um, and I know there's probably all kinds of things that you could share, but give us quickly, uh, Something that's helped you, a book, an event, a person, something that you can really point to and say, oh, my word, that thing. Yeah. So there's a couple of books. As you see behind me, I have books galore. I love reading. Yes. So I'm going to give you three books that have really stood out to me. Okay. Um, Psycho, Psycho Cybernetics is one of them. Um, it's a beautiful, it's an older book, but it's amazing. Um, the Four Agreements is another book. And then there's a book called The Gatekeepers. So I'm going to repeat those. Okay. Psycho Cybernetics, The Four Agreements, and The Gatekeepers. The first two books are centered around personal growth, for sure. The last book is centered around purpose. And those books, when I say I have read those three books multiple times, and I constantly recommend them because, again, like we know, when it comes to personal growth, you have to increase your awareness. And that comes through knowledge, right? But it's not just knowing what to do. It's applying the knowledge. Yes. And that's part of the personal growth journey. Yes. And I'm so glad you said that because that is part of why we need to read things more than one time. You can read something one time and think, that is great information. Oh, now I can spout that off. But it is a whole <laughs> right. different level to say, okay, that's great information. And how am I applying that to me right now in my everyday life, my work, my relationships? So the fact that you've read them multiple yes. times. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just share one nugget from one of them. Um, the book Psycho Cybernetics, it actually, I thought I had it over here, but it actually is talking about a plastic surgeon. And this is an old book. It's a plastic surgeon who had so many people coming through his practice. They were getting their procedure done and they would come, some of them would come back and say, it didn't work. It didn't work. And he would look at them, obviously knowing that there was a change. But what he realized is that if they didn't change the inside, they would never, ever be able to see what happened on the outside. And he realized that and the whole cycle is about the minds, that unless there's a mindset shift in yourself, you will never be able to see yourself any other way than, again, going back to that familiar than the way you've always seen yourself. Wow, that is so powerful. Even mm -hmm. though these 
physical things had happened. They could not see it because they had not done the inside work that needed to be done. Okay. Yeah. What, what they a great, yeah. yes, blinded <laughs> to it. I mean, so they're physically seeing it and yet emotionally could not see it. Wow. Right. And he realized that the work really needed to start from the inside out. So true. And I've said this before. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, if you fail to go within, you will go without. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it right there. Powerful. Oh, my word. Okay. So tell us, where are you headed next? with your personal growth because i've heard you say several times this is a journey i'm still on it which i knew you were that's why i wanted to have this conversation yeah so as i'm learning more about myself um learning to like myself learning to love myself um it's given me more confidence in learning how to share myself mm. you know um because before i got that thing so backwards I was sharing myself, but I didn't like me and I didn't love me. <laughs> right. So that's why there was a disconnect. So where I'm at now is I'm learning to prioritize it in that order. Like myself, love myself, share myself. So one mm -hmm. of the things that I'm actually working on now is a podcast. And you inspire me so much, Amy. But I'm working on a podcast and I've been doing some YouTube videos. But what's um, stuck is this women business and wholeness mm -hmm. and i'm on the journey of getting ready to birth that and i want to have the honest conversations because if we just focus on business alone it'll be the result of what i share with my life it'll be on a foundation that we can't sustain so what we really should be aiming for is wholeness right and not perfection right not perfection but so I'm working on that right now. And so if anybody is interested in following this journey, I would love for people to either follow me on social media. My handle is at Maximized Now. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or my website is MaximizedGrowthLLC.com. And I'll repeat that, Amy. Yes, it's please. Maximi maximized Now. Or the website is MaximizedGrowthLLC.com. Well, I can already tell you that I will be following both of those because this has just been amazing and so just encouraging to me and I'm sure to our listeners too, to hear that there is such power in Believing in the process, being willing to step into that, being willing to get uncomfortable and really look at yourself and really answer those hard questions, but that it brings you to a place that you couldn't have gotten there in any other way. I mean, I can hear it in your voice and I know that the people who are listening can too. So it's going to be so fun to watch how you just continue to rise and shine, girlfriend. This is so awesome. <laughs> So as, as we wrap this up, um, I always want to give people the opportunity to share something that I didn't ask because I have all these questions and then, you know, there can be something that you're thinking, oh, but I really wanted to say this. So here's your opportunity to say whatever you want to say. 
Well, I would say one thing that um, people are surprised to learn about me, Amy, is that I'm an introvert. Now, the reason why some people are surprised is because I'm on stages. I am in rooms where I'm training people, I'm coaching people. And my personality, for those who are familiar with the DISC, I'm a DI, which means I'm outgoing when it comes to task and then people. But what I love to share with people is, you can be an introvert and still be effective, you know, that you don't have to let that even be your identity, you know? Um, so that's the thing I love to share because some people say, well, I'm not as outgoing as you. And I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> you know, like I'm the type of person after I speak, I got to go home and take a nap. Right? Just a transition. <laughs> so I think we just have to make sure that's the thing is just don't be limited by anything, you know, embrace your strengths and allow that to be the thing that catapults you to whatever your journey of personal growth is or where it wants to take you. Oh my gosh. So good. And I will have to go back and hit replay on this because there are just so many things that you've said here today that have made me stop and think about, you know, my own journey. And I know um, the same has happened for our listeners. So Tasha, thank you so much for this conversation. I have loved every minute of it and I look forward to continuing. Yes, I appreciate this opportunity to have this conversation with you. There are so many things Tasha shared that are what I call universal truths. I thought her explanation about why people shy away from really leaning into their personal growth was spot on. She said, when we're facing the possibility of doing something new that's unknown, it can be so much easier to be willing to stay stuck and actually fight for our limitations than it is to go the path less traveled because that path doesn't feel good all the time. We like feeling comfortable. And I love how she said it. When you don't know what you don't know, you'll go back to what you do. So here's a question for you. Where are you doing that in your life right now? And as I ask that, it is from a place of awareness, not judgment, because we all do this. I mean, we may do it in different ways around different topics, but we all do it. And as I've said so many times before, awareness is the first step towards growth. She had some other great questions, taking responsibility and asking, what's my part in my current situation? What do I stand for? Do I have truth in every area of my life? And if I don't, what am I going to do about it? Those questions aren't for the faint at heart, but boy, are they good ones. I want to encourage you, spend some time and answer those. I also want to encourage you to check out Tasha's website at Maximized Growth LLC or look her up on social media at Maximized Growth Now. She's on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. She also has a book on Amazon called Fight for Your Next Level. It's a 10-day devotional for women in business and leadership. And if you are a faithful listener of this podcast, you may have noticed that she mentioned two books that some of my other guests have shared, Psycho-Cybernetics and The Four Agreements. So you might want to check those out. I'm so glad you carved out time to listen today, and I would love it if you could take a minute and share, rate, 
and write a review because that helps to get the message out there to even more people about the importance of personal growth. You could play a part in raising someone else's awareness about what they didn't know that they didn't know. And hey, if you're a woman listening to this and you wish that you had a place to connect with other women who see the value of talking about and actively pursuing their own personal growth, I have the place for you. My Women Growing on Purpose community is the best connection for doing exactly that. You can learn more about what we do at amybarge.com forward slash WGOP dash membership. That's amybarge.com forward slash WGOP dash membership. We would love to have you join us in living by design by growing on purpose. And inspired by Tasha, until next week, I am responsibly yours, growing on purpose. Here's your great big woohoo for completing another episode of the Growing with Amy podcast. I want to encourage you, let something you heard nudge something you'll do. And until next time, remember, to be going somewhere, you've got to be growing somewhere. Bye for now.